happy that you're watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. Oh my goodness, does God have really good things for you today? So I encourage you, put your remote control down. Maybe you DVR'd this and you're like, well, I'm watching it on my own time. I don't have to <laughs> be captive to the season or timing on the schedules. But I want to encourage you. This is a really powerful testimony about a little girl who was born with spina bifida. I mean, that's a major, major health crisis. And you can imagine as a mom, as a dad who has a newborn with spina bifida and all the concern and the anxiety and the worry that goes with that, because that's just, that's a medical condition that's extremely severe. And you know, it's interesting because the grandmother called and said, thank you so much for standing with us in prayer. My granddaughter continues to survive. She's doing well and she's absolutely coming through this and really getting better. I love, man, I love that testimony. That's such a powerful testimony. And I pray that it encourages your faith as well, that God can do what seems to be impossible. There is nothing impossible with God. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you because God can heal broken hearts. God can restore marriages. God can provide finances. God can heal bodies. God can deal with emotional issues. God has answers. And I love saying this. God has more answers than we have questions, more provision than we have needs. God has more solutions than you have problems. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We'd love to pray for you. And partners, thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us to cover the earth with the word. And in just a few moments here, you're going to be joining a teaching that I've done on one of the profound and amazing, encouraging promises of God that God has plans to prosper you, give you hope, and a future. This teaching will encourage your heart, no matter what you're going through, that God is in control and he has good things for you. Are you concerned about the future? Do you need encouragement? Are you having a hard time seeing the hope and path God has planned for you? For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Sarah's powerful teaching DVD, Hope for the Future. When we get discouraged, receive bad news, feel panic or experience anxiety, Reading and praying Jeremiah 29 can stabilize our hearts. In this transformative teaching, Sarah gives keys from this powerful passage that will help us through rough times. We will also send you Marilyn's teaching CD, A Brand New Start, her book You Can Bounce Back, and our Destiny Scripture card. For your gift of $100 or more, we will send you the Jesus I Trust You Canvas by renowned artist Alan Poltz. This painting will remind you of the love Jesus has for you, and through him, you have hope for the future. God's promises are true no matter what you are facing. Call or click today for this anointed resource. Thank you so much for watching today with Marilyn and Sarah. I'm really, really stoked to spend some time with you. And I want you to think for a minute, what are some of the promises of God that are your favorites? promises of God that are our favorites. I love, I love lots of promises of God. I love the promise of God. No weapon formed against us can prosper. Every plague that rises in tongue that rises in judgment against us, God condemns. I love thinking the promises of God. I like Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I love thinking about the promises of God. He causes me to triumph in all things. I love thinking of these different promises of God and remembering them, calling them to remembrance. And you might be thinking of some of your favorites as well. But I bet you one of the favorites, and mine for sure, is Jeremiah 29.11. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, give you hope and a future. 
I love that promise because it encourages me that whatever's happening today in this moment or in this season, that God has good things in the future, that I have hope in the future because of God being present and working not only in the past and not only now, but also into the future. And I love that about God. God is timeless. God made time, right? So God understands God doesn't live in, in sequence, you know, one day to the next. God lives in, co in the cohesive whole. And you might be watching right now and you say, well, I don't feel and sense God working in my present. We would love to pray for you. God is working in your present, whether you see and recognize or not, whether you feel God, God is working now in this moment. And we would love to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray that God would raise your awareness and help you to see and, and recognize God's fingerprints on this season, in this day. Because when you really recognize God's fingerprints, it gives you hope. You're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I know that God's working now, today. But that means as well, God's working in the future. And, and God does that for us. God is a one, if you will, continuous timeline. God is present in the past. God is present now. And God is present into the future. God knows start to the end. God knows soup to nuts. I like to say it that way. From the very beginning, all the way through the cohesive whole, God is in control and God knows what's going on. And so I just encourage you with that today, no matter what you're in, season you're in, no matter what you've heard, God is in control and God is here present in this moment, as well as into your future also. When you think about Jeremiah 29, 11, I love this verse. It's encouraged me time and time again, various seasons in my life. I, when I first got married and I moved to Kansas City and I was like, ah, you know, this is a brand new place. I remember, I remember thinking when I first had Isabel, my daughter, and I was a new mom, I was like, ah, what am I doing? You know, and, and, I, and I remember going back and remembering this promise. God has plans to prosper me, give me hope in the future. And I don't know how to manage this urgency. And sometimes you might go through a season in your life where you just had, you lost your job or maybe you had some bad news in your marriage. Maybe you, you've come to the conclusion that maybe it seems like you're not going to get married and that's super disappointing to you. You think, that's not the plans that I had. This isn't, this isn't what I envisioned. And God wants to encourage you with that today. And we want to pray for you as well. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We'd love to pray this promise over you. But when you think about this promise, Jeremiah 29, 11, it's really important to think about who is Jeremiah writing to? Who is Jeremiah's audience? Because we read it, 21st century, most of us, a lot of us in America, we read it and we think, well, yeah, you know, back then, and we take it and we apply it to ourselves today. But who was reading this promise for the first time? And who was Jeremiah writing it to? And what was going on for them when they read this? And I want to bring this to your attention because when you appreciate who Jeremiah wrote it to and what was happening for them at that time, in my opinion, it's all the more powerful for us today. Because when you look at this, this audience, and I was reading this, this is super, super interesting because Jeremiah wrote this letter and he wrote it to uh, Israelites, Jewish people who were in exile. They were in Babylon. And it's not just that they were the exiles in Babylon. These were the leaders. So Jeremiah was writing to, and these are the people that were in exile in Babylon at this time. He was writing to King Jehoiakim, Jehoiachin, as well as the queen mother, the court officials, uh, the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, all the craftsmen and the artisans. And the letter was also addressed to priests and prophets and, and uh, everybody who was taken from Jerusalem 
in to led into Babylon, and there was approximately 3,000 people. And these were all key leaders who had been taken away from their homeland and led into exile into Babylon. And when you think about it, these leaders, they were the, the people who made the decisions. They were the key influencers. And this was, they were responsible for, for how the promised land, how Israel was maintained in the government and the, the place of worship and all that stuff. And these were people who were intricately responsible for what happened in the day-to-day -day living and, and the leadership for all of Israel. And now they're taken out of that history and that heritage and the familiarity and the temple worship and all the leadership, all of that stuff, everything they've known from their, from their infancy up. And not only that, from their heritage, from their families, from their grandparents, great grandparents, you go all the way. I mean, this is this deep, deep roots. And now they're uprooted. They're taken out of everything they know, away from all the people that they've been familiar with, their homeland, everything that's, that's their heritage. And they're put they're kind of uprooted and plopped down in this Gentile country, surrounded by people they don't know, languages that they've never heard, food they've never had before, everything that was familiar and stable and consistent and, and, and had been, there's history, normal. They were uprooted from all of that and put in a brand new place, brand new area. And, and, and not only that, to go from Israel to Babylon, they went through an horrendous battle as well as all kinds of famine. Because they, when, when the Babylonians came in and they conquered Israel, they completely annihilated it. I mean, they, there was all kinds of military violence. There was horrible, horrible things that these guys, these people who were put into exile, they watched horrible atrocities. I mean, absolutely, day in, they, and you have the memories that play, you know, they saw their neighbor hurt. They saw their mom killed. They saw a baby that was slaughtered. I mean, these are horrible memories that play. And then to be put in this new location, in a new environment, new language, new food, it's just, it's like absolutely, completely horrific. And you might be watching right now and you might be in a new season, a new normal. And you're like, I don't like this new normal. And it's hard for me to navigate in this new normal. What do I do here? How do I handle this? And, and how do I know that God is good and God has good plans for me? We want to encourage you and, and we want to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website that no matter if you're, you find yourself in exile, and you've just been through something terrible, a horrific experience. Maybe there's been some legal things that have happened. You're like, ah, oh, I don't want to live through that again. Or maybe you find yourself in a new economic reality. You've had to adjust a job. Maybe you've just had a bad diagnosis from a doctor and you think, oh man, what is that? And the new normal, you know, I can't do what I used to do. And I want to encourage you when we're in that new normal and we may not like it may not be familiar may not be comfortable for us god has plans to prosper you give you hope and a future jeremiah 29 11 god's promises are consistent and reliable today every bit as much as they were two thousand years ago with jeremiah so hop on the phone get on the website we want to pray for you that even in this new normal and you're like well i don't know i don't know how to navigate in this new season in this new normal God has plans to prosper you, give you hope and a future. And in a few moments, we're going to look at some specific things we can do because it's not just that Jeremiah gives us this promise and then he kind of moves on. He gives us some very specific and practical things that we can do in this new normal. 
But at the same time, we can do all these practical things and it's new normal, but if we don't keep our eyes on God, if we don't trust in the promises of God, if we don't keep our confidence and security, God is a good God. God has plans for us, plans to prosper us, give us hope and a future. If we don't fundamentally keep our faith and confidence in God, then just going through the motions of, of navigating a new place isn't going to be enough. Because if we want to see the fulfillment of the promise, then we have to keep our faith and confidence in God, no matter what we see, no matter what's happening around us. So we want to pray for you that God would help you to keep your faith, trust, confidence in God in this new normal. So help on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you and pray that God would encourage and strengthen your faith, that you would sense that on the inside. And I love this verse, Ephesians 3, verses 16 to 20. The Holy Spirit builds up and strengthens our inner man so we can have confidence and faith in God. We're going to come back in just a little moment here to look at some steps to help us with are you concerned about the future? Do you need encouragement? Are you having a hard time seeing the hope and path God has planned for you? For your gift of $29 or more, we will send you Sarah's powerful teaching DVD, Hope for the Future. When we get discouraged, receive bad news, feel panic, or experience anxiety, reading and praying Jeremiah 29 can stabilize our hearts. In this transformative teaching, Sarah gives keys from this powerful passage that will help us through rough times. We will also send you Marilyn's teaching CD, A Brand New Start, her book, You Can Bounce Back, and our Destiny Scripture card. For your gift of $100 or more, we will send you the Jesus I Trust You Canvas by renowned artist, Alan Poltz. This painting will remind you of the love Jesus has for you, and through him, you have hope for the future. God's promises are true no matter what you are facing. Call or click today for this anointed resource. Together, we are impacting thousands of lives with the truth, compassion, and power of God's Word. But there is still much more to be done. By becoming a partner with Marilyn Hickey Ministries, you'll share in bringing God's miracles and healing to the sick, experiencing a deep love for the Bible, and taking the gospel to the nations. When you become a $30 a month partner with Marilyn and Sarah, we'll send you our welcome gift package, which includes the Jehovah Rapha oil vial with oil prayed over by Marilyn and Sarah, our exclusive partner CD set, which includes six CDs featuring 12 never before released teachings, the Majesty coffee table book featuring beautiful representations of the names of God and more. If you have a passion to reach the lost, and are ready to release the anointing of God into your life, then join us today by becoming a partner. Call or click today and help Marilyn and Sarah cover the earth with the word and to connect everyone with the heart of God. God's promise to us. God's promise is certain. God's promise is true. God knows the plans he has for you, plans to prosper you, give you hope and a future. We know this verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, super helpful. It encourages us. However, what does this look like? How do we how do we walk in that promise? What are the steps? Because we can say it and it can and we can agree with it. Absolutely. And we we say yes and, and in our better moments completely uh, embrace this truth, this promise. But I really think it's important for us to look at not only just the promise, but also what does Jeremiah say to help us walk in this promise? Because remember, he's talking to people who have been taken out of Israel and uprooted and planted, so to speak, in Babylon. So what does he, how, do, how does he coach them 
in this promise? How do we live in this promise? And what does that look like in practical steps? Because we can have the eth ethereal and the promise and, and what can seem a little bit like, yes, we agree, but now what do we do? How does that, what does that look like in our daily living? So I would say to you that Jeremiah gives three things, three steps that are important for us. And you might be watching right now and you're like, it is a new norm. And I don't quite know how to navigate this new normal for me, a new new situation in terms of healthcare for you. Maybe it's a new economic reality. Maybe you had some financial things that have just shifted and you're like, Oof, now I have to figure out how to, how to do this. This is a new normal. What, how do I do that? What does that look like? I know God has plans to prosper me and give me hope in a future, but what do I do in this new normal? And so, Jeremiah speaks to these exiles and he says this in verse five. And I would say this is some very helpful steps for us. Number one, he says, build houses and live in them. Build houses. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, remember these people had just come out of exile and they're in Babylon. And I suspect why would be, if I was them, I would be like, hey, I'm just biding my time until I can get back home. I want to go back home. I want to go back to what I had. I want to go back to what's familiar. I know Israel. I know Jerusalem. I know the streets. I know all the things. You know, I, I, I want to go back home. And what Jeremiah says here is, you're not going to go back home. You need to make this your home. This is a new normal. Plant, plant gardens, build homes. Get permanent here. Settle in. It's a new normal. It's a new day. It's a new season. And we're not going to go back to what we had. It's If God has plans to give us hope and a future for the future, then we have to settle into this new place. We have to get permanent and settle in here. Build houses. Get, a com get, get acclimated. Learn the, learn the place where you're at. Learn this new season. Learn the new roads. I remember when I moved to Kansas City and, and at that time we didn't have GPS and I was continually getting lost. I had maps, you know, and I was, you're like, why did you get, I don't know, but I just did. And it frustrated me because I was like, you know, in Denver, I don't know where everything is. And it was frustrating. And I was like, I'd come home, I'd get lost and it would take me half an hour, an hour to find my way back home. And it was very disturbing to me. But I remember God at one point said, Sarah, get used to it. Settle in here. Get familiar, get comfortable, find out your grocery store, find out where you're going to do stuff, find out where the laundry is, find, you know, learn and settle in and maybe figure out how you want to take a walk and, and, you know, but get, get permanent here because this is where your new normal is. If you're struggling to get permanent to accept and settle into the new normal, I want to encourage you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that God would help you to get permanent, to get settled, and to get established here. But the second thing that Jeremiah says after verse 5, build houses, plant gardens. Then he says this, take wives and become fathers of sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons, give them to your daughters as husbands, that they could have children, bear sons and daughters, and multiply there. And do not decrease. Do not decrease. And what I love here is that basically... Jeremiah is telling him, not only do you need to get permanent, get familiar with what's going on, but also get planted, get planted, start to develop relationships, start to develop connections. And this is so important for us because in this new normal, 
you know, we oftentimes think back, well, you know, my friendships and the relationships that I had back then, they were different and I miss them. And, and there's a place for that. Absolutely. A grieving to the loss. But at the same time, it's also if God's giving us hope in the future, good things in front of us, then we have to embrace and, and develop and cultivate relationships in this new normal. What does that look like? New people, new seasons, new connections. God has hope for us, hope in a future, plans to prosper us. Then let's let God develop that space for us, not only to get permanent, but also in our relationships. He talks in verse six about the relationships and about creating connections, creating uh, new friendships, new connections, new, new opportunities. And I want to encourage you today that you may have had some phenomenal relationships in the past, but with God and the new future that he has for you, God also has some new connections and new relationships for you. And if that's a struggle for you and you're, you're really having a difficult time navigating relationships and you're mourning the loss, but trying to find the new and having new, new and fostering those new connections, new relationships, we'd love to pray for you that God would help you to discover and find new friendships and new relationships, new connections with people. And I always pray this. I pray this over my kids, over my husband and me. God, please bring to us iron sharpening iron friendships and let us be the same to those you bring to us. That in this new season, part of the new season is new relationships. And the past has been good and we celebrate what it is. But God has new relationships and new connections for you in this season. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray for you, that God would help you on the relationship front. Because in a new normal, those are, that's, that's a part of who we are, is we are social, we are relational. And God can help you in those relationships. And I remember going through that in, as well when I moved from, Can, from Denver to Kansas City and, and cultivating new friendships and new, new connections. And, and it was good. It was good. I, I learned new things and then new people. I got to meet some really phenomenal people. I remember one of the guys I worked with, he was a former uh, pilot and I got to learn some really cool things and, and hear some really neat stories. And I, I enjoyed that friendship. And so in this new normal, it also goes into our relationships. And the third thing that Jeremiah says, and I think this is super important for us when we consider the plans that God has to prosper us, give us hope in a future. In verse seven, this is what Jeremiah says, seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare, you will have welfare. So what Jeremiah is saying here, he says, get permanent, get planted, have relationships. And what he's saying here, this last thing is be positive, be positive. You know, it's very tempting in a new normal to be negative. I don't like this. This isn't familiar. I don't like the food here. I don't like this location. I don't like this. And we can be very, very negative. And if we continue on that negativity, I'm not saying live in denial, but I am saying if we let negativity absorb and consume us, then <laughs> listen, I love what my daughter says. A bad attitude ruins everything good but a good attitude ruins everything bad. And in verse seven here, Jeremiah is saying, pray for the welfare, be positive, look for the good things in this new normal. If you look for the bad, and Jesus says it, seek and you shall find. Whatever you look for is what you will find. If you look for the welfare, you look for the good, you look for the positive, you start to see and ask God, show me the good things in this season, in this new normal. 
then that's part of the experience, part of the growth and the, and the development for God's promise to become a reality in your life. God promised these, these people in exile, I have plans to prosper you, give you hope and a future. But for us to live in that reality and, and see that promise become true in our lives, then we have to agree to be planted, to be positive, and to be permanent, to settle into this new place, new season. We'd love to pray for you in this transition that God would help you in this promise to give you hope and a future. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We know that God has good things for you. We know God has plans to prosper you, give you hope and a future. But whatever you're struggling with, whether it's being planted, whether it's your relationships, whether it's being positive, we want to pray for you. So hop on the phone, get on the website, let us know. How can we pray for you? How can we pray for you in your relationships, this new normal? How can we pray for you? Maybe in a new financial arrangement, like I don't know how to try quite navigate that. How We want to pray for you that God would help you to be positive and see good things and to be up and, and be positive and have keep a good attitude, a good heart. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that this promise, God's plans to prosper you, give you hope in the future, a reality in your life. Sarah Bowling, Living Genuine Love, is on a mission to connect everyone with the heart of God. With a passion for the Bible and the gift of teaching, Sarah brings a new perspective to articulate God's life-giving revelation to our modern moment. God's heart relentlessly reaches all our hidden places and changes us from the inside out. And Living Genuine Love is equipping people with resources and tools that empower them to walk in this intimate relationship with God. Sarah is a powerful scholar and spirit-led teacher with a gift and passion that takes her many places around the world to bring lasting change to each of us who are craving the transformative love of God. At Living Genuine Love, we're committed to seeing you walk in a vibrant relationship with God every day. Learn more about Sarah Bowling and her ministry, Living Genuine Love, by visiting sarahbowling.org or call us at 800-627-1995. I just want to thank you for watching today. And I want to pray specifically for each of you watching because some of you, you're in this like, so to speak, perfect storm. It's a convergence of a financial crisis, a health crisis, an emotional crisis, relationship crisis. You're like in the middle of all of it. You're like, man, I just don't know, like a Job season. Some of you watching right now, you're not in the middle of like that massive convergence, but one of those things is a major issue to you. you some of you are struggling. There's a huge relationship shift. Some of you watching, there's a health shift and you're like, well, I don't have all of them, but I have this one specific. Some of you watching, you've had some financial struggles. You're like, Ugh, a change in the job and there's some uncertainty. And I want to pray for each of you watching, no matter if it's a huge convergence or if it's just one or a couple of these things right now, but God has plans to prosper you, give you hope and a future. So I want to pray for you right now. Father, I thank you that you're a good father, a loving, kind, heavenly father. You're attentive and you know our days. I pray for each person watching right now that you would encourage them, that they would fix their eyes on you, not on the situation, not on the bad news, but you would encourage their hearts. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would move into their thoughts, into their emotions, into their, their heart and their soul and bring your truth and your comfort and your strength and your reality. I pray Isaiah 11 to you hover over each person watching right now and encourage them in this promise. Thank you for doing this in Jesus name. 
Amen. God's promises are yes and amen even today. Thank you.